0: On the latest episode of The Other Side, Zombie Bigfoot's Cryptid Crypt comes to an end with an all-new Bigfoot Movie Club discussion of the 1980 Bigfoot horror slasher, Night of the Demon. Is it one of the top 10 greatest Bigfoot movies of all time? Or the worst movie ever made? You decide. To subscribe to The Other Side, go to patreon.com slash Bigfoot (laughs) Collectors Club.
1: It's Bigfoot
2: Collector's Club with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two.
0: Let's do this. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collector's Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. And with me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson, and our super producer, Riley Bray. Hey, guys, uh, to celebrate our third anniversary here on the show, we're doing something that we've been doing every November now, which is kicking off with a week where we celebrate our Patreon, The Other Side. So what you're about to hear is a limited edition release of an episode we did uh, earlier this year, about a year ago called The Big Q&A Episode, and this is when Patreon listeners got a chance to ask uh, Bryce and Riley and myself any question about the show, about our beliefs, any follow-up questions about stories that we've done in the past, and I thought this would be a really fun episode to share because... There's some really fun BCC mythology that gets started in here, including uh, the origin story of Bryce's squirrel family <laughs> that became <laughs> a reference in our Wet Hot Alien Summer uh, s- soundtrack. Okay. Um, but there's just some fun stuff in there. I think there's even some Club Bryce background stuff in here, too. Um, but it's just a good calm down episode, too, I think, from uh, Amityville and Zombie Bigfoot's Crypt Crypt Month. So if you're interested, after listening to this episode, head over to Patreon.com. Slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. And uh, we've just done a beautiful refresh of the page with artwork from James Maholland. He's the guy who, do, who did our main feed artwork with the Bigfoot in the tent. He's refreshed the other side. We've got the Mothman as our mascot over there, overlooking the Silver Bridge. With a creepy 1950s monster movie vibe. We're very excited about that.
2: Yeah, and listen, this isn't just like one drop every month or two. I mean, we're dropping Patreons
3: all the time, and uh, there's a nice flow to it. And I think you guys will really enjoy it because it's a perfect add-end to what we do on our main feed.
0: That's right. Absolutely. And, and we're gonna, in addition to this sample episode, we're perm we've permanently unlocked a really fun bonus episode, which is Paul Shears top five alien films paul stuck around after his episode earlier this year and did a little movie talk you know he does that wonderful podcast how did this get made so he knows his movies he knows his alien movies and i thought that would be a fun addition and a little enticement for you to come over and check out what we're doing on the web page itself riley any final thoughts of of why our listeners might want to check out the other side i mean it really is
4: not just bonus it's like the other half of the show Uh, i mean we put just as much into it as we put into the regular show and i think if you enjoy the regular show you get a whole a new depth and breadth into the the bcc world
3: Plus, you get like five times more Riley, which we all know you want. <laughs> That's true. That's we true. know you real.
0: guys love Riley, and he's. he's. And he's, I love you back. He's and we the, do too. He's the star of The Other Side. So you might want to come over and check that out. He even does episodes called The Riley Files. He did one recently where he talked about the Integraton, and it was awesome. All right. So, anyway, we're going to say goodnight. We want you guys to check out this episode, enjoy the show. And then we'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club. We love you guys. Thanks for supporting the show. Whether you're just a listener or a patron, uh, Patron, we, we love you all. Thank you so much. Autumn is in the air, and Manscaped is here to ensure you don't carve your pumpkins when you're grooving.
2: Like hey, pumpkins. He actually means your boy's downstairs. <laughs>
0: so yes, good. Yes, I know. Uncle Dickie, I think they get it. In fact, Manscaped is on a mission to change the way you approach caring for your balls and great news, they just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. Wow. So listen, we've been using these Manscaped products for a couple months now and I have to admit, I've been taking advantage of that lawn trimmer 3.0 electric razor because I do not trust myself with anything sharp down there. And I really like the crop clean cleanser body wash. Which I'm using on the regs. I'm so proud of you, Bryce's weird friend, because the Lawnmower
2: 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents, like the one, uh, uh what's his name was talking about. Anyway, and for gentlemen of an esteemed age, you know who you are. Their new Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer uses the same skin safe technology when you're trimming those delicate nose hairs of yours.
0: And the Crop Care Kit includes the Crop
2: Preserver Ball Deodorant. Everyone knows pumpkin spiced lattes and ball deodorant go hand in hand, am I right? I mean, you know what, I wonder how they taste together.
0: Ugh, unnecessary. And don't forget the Crop Mop Ball Wipes, because you never know when an opportunity strikes, so you should always be prepared. Hey, I got two
2: rules while sitting around a Thanksgiving table. You don't stink and you don't talk politics
0: then you might be interested to learn that Manscaped Refined Cologne is a cost-effective way to smell clean and fresh for your date or at Thanksgiving dinner.
2: Pour it in the tub and call me Uncle (laughs) Dunky, cause I'm all in.
0: And if you suffer from stank foot or stand on your feet all day, then check out Manscaped's Foot Duster Foot Deodorant. The cooling tea tree oil offers a pleasant experience for the stankiest feet and allows you to take your shoes off in confidence. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know that your manhood is in good hands. These guys do it all. They do. Manscaped has an amazing offer for our BCC listeners. Get ready for this. Whether you're a guy in need of a little trim or freshening up, or you want to give a gift to a guy who could use a little of that action, the holidays.
2: Like me, whenever there's a fire sale on Platinum Loafers, they're just around the corner.
0: Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code BIGFOOT. Make your balls a priority this fall.
2: Hey, uh, Bryce's weird friend, you know, my wife kicked me out actually, and I was looking to sleep on your couch. Is that going to be a problem for you? What? That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code BIGFOOT. Believe me, those big, beautiful balls will thank you. Happy holidays, everyone. It's not quite that time yet man i'm already drunk (laughs) let me tell you something this latte spiced with pumpkin rum come on let's do it let's open some
0: gifts hey club scouts michael here to let you know that we have an amazing new shirt based on our october theme terrifying tales from zombie bigfoot's cryptid crypt by artist tyler Bence. available right now on the campfire shop Inspired by the classic horror comics of yesteryear, this gorgeous full-color illustration by Tyler, who is also a listener, is a must-have for the Halloween season or to show your love of pulp horror all year round. Go to wearecampfire.media and smash that shop button to customize this exclusive design on shirts, mugs, or stickers, or simply click the link in our Instagram bio at Bigfoot Collectors Club and embrace your zombie Bigfoot side today. BJ and the Shadow Bats are in the house. Come on
3: down to the horny happy bar, uh, see BJ and the Shadow oh Bats perform canceled, from 7 canceled. to Canceled,
0: <laughs> BJ's can't, just kidding. No, he, um,
3: he can be horny as long as he doesn't do anything you horny know, happy about bar. it. I couldn't think of a cool bar. Today. This is not going well.
0: Hey guys, uh, first of all, this is our question and answer episode. <laughs> Q&A, bitches. You guys uh, <laughs> You're really <saucy> tonight. You <laughs> dropped the cues on us and we really like it. Um, thank you for supporting the show and thank you for answering or well thank you for asking your questions we'll provide the answers uh, so I'm pulling up all of your questions right now and we're just gonna go through all of them and answer them let's do it right now okay so this one's from Everett Abney uh, thank you Everett Um, hi guys love the show listen every week so my question is what nice. is the scariest cryptid I know you guys did uh did your favorite scary monsters, kids, and favorite high strangeness? What is the cryptid that makes you <coughs> shake just hearing about it?
4: What's the one called uh, that's from the lore that is about a cannibalism
0: and don't be a cannibal? A Wendigo.
4: Wendigo, man, mm. fuck that thing. That thing's scary to me. That's a good one.
3: Yeah.
0: Bryce, what's scary? Cryptid scares you. Um, man,
3: that's a great question.
0: that mothman is pretty fucked up that's what i was thinking too mothman freaks me out
3: just
4: because of the impending doom or
0: yeah i'd say also just because it's like what is it it's got red eyes it's all black muscular thighs i'll tell you what muscular thick conscious kind of fear
4: that just Uh, uh,
0: um titillating (laughs) we got to keep our mothman above the waist here guys Um, um you know what I'll say too recently is the the goblins, the Kentucky Goblin yeah, idea yes. from Hellier also yes. scares me. Anything yep. that's interdimensional, maybe or like Gollum esque, like Gollum from Lord of the Rings, that mm-hmm. scares me. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'd say Mothman. Mothman's probably those
3: goblins. Are, I was gonna say like evil Bigfoot, like like the the missing four hundred and one uh type Bigfoot stories. That yeah. shit's fucking crazy A, too. Mean Bigfoot. Anything that takes you away and does not bring you back. You know what I mean. <laughs> I At agree, least yeah. the fucking greys bring your ass back. But that's true.
0: That is well. That we know of. Yeah. Some, I mean the ones that have come. I guess back, yeah, They wouldn't know. God. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um. Awesome. Well, thank you for that question. Hope you found that answer satisfactory. Julie Groman or Grayman uh, asks, Hi guys, my question for you is what would you guys never believe? Like, I know you wouldn't deny anyone of their experience, but what is one thing that you would never, ever be able to believe?
4: That climate change is not a human construct, S- nor does it not exist. Supernatural,
0: paranormal related
3: mm-hmm. obvious. Go ahead and say it, Russian levitating
0: girl. I know you want to say it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't believe that one. Um, Let me think. Uh, I never like never believe. I don't know because as soon as somebody is like, "But here you go," right? But I guess because that doesn't really happen that often. um, Nothing's coming off the top of my head right away. Yeah, that's a good. That's a pretty good
4: question. It's a good question. What would we never.
0: Uh, I just couldn't do it. I'm
4: not. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I don't believe in the spoon bending. Sorry.
0: Oh, what? Yeah, I don't. Oh my god,
3: dude! We should do a fucking spoon bending party. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, colonel... you would totally do a spoon-bending party, I know Yeah, that.
3: Colonel John Alexander, who wrote a book, He listen, he's a high-up-ranking a ranking military officer. He's a colonel. He's been through all kinds of special programs and uh, especially worked with, like, Yuri Geller and uh, Ingo Swan. And he says that that shit is real. Like he, so he would host spoon-bending parties. And uh, there's a certain trick to it, right? There's a, not like trick, but like... Yeah, like you a know, trick. No. <clears throat> no he said dude uh, multiple times um, you know people would be able to bend these spoons I don't know man it just seems like if you had that power like People know. More people know. Yeah, about and like it. why spoon? Like, why not? It doesn't I have to know. be just spoons. There was a case when uh so Yuri Geller gets approached all the time. I in that in that book, Phenomenon, they explain it. Annie Jacobson does a great job of going through some of the crazier stories of Yuri Geller's history with bending metal objects. One time, you know, he was at this fancy restaurant. Everybody always comes up to him, right? And he usually doesn't do it. But one time he was touring this kitchen, uh, you know, because he really liked the chef's food, and and they were like, um, and like, can you bend anything? He's like, pretty much. So they gave him like this fucking uh, bread knife, this like large bread knife, and he's like, yeah, I could do that. And they've, and he fucking bent that. I, so want, you to, just, I want you to change my I mind. I think he's just a mind
0: mentalist mind. or a magician. I don't think he's. No, I think he's doing tricks. No, I know, I know that uh,
3: that great Randy guy, uh, f- the figured, amazing Randy, the amazing well, Randy, yeah, yeah. It, spent his whole life trying to uh, debunk uh, Yuri Geller, but he he had a hell bent on him. Um, But no, there is something to that uh, that metal spoon. Is
4: it telekinesis? Is that is that what you? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly
3: right.
0: Um, (laughs) You
4: guys have an answer to this one?
0: Uh, I mean, the one that's popping up in my head. Is I, I don't believe the Bob Lazar stuff. I've said that on the show. Mm, I don't. I, I, I think that I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I probably can't defend it other than just like my gut says that that's bullshit. But, it's important to go with your gut. Um. But that being said, I, you know, I, I, i'm entertained by it and i want to believe it i just i don't think i do i think that there are things like that i definitely don't believe in the dulce alien wars i'll say that that's a safe one for me the dulce alien war did not happen right for sure great answer (laughs) (laughs) what about
3: you bryce oh man not much is coming to (laughs) mind i'm getting a visual image of like bat squatch Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Bat squatch. No, I believe that shit, man. I believe there's okay. Mount St. Helens is a strange, strange and eerie place. Um I don't know, man. I got another one I think you guys can both agree yeah. with.
0: Flat Earth. Oh, yeah. That flat, came, oh, I didn't yeah, know if yeah. that fell into paranormal oh, it or not. definitely but, yeah, does. It definitely the earth does. is in
4: a fucking snow globe? Yeah. yeah no, no, I no, don't no. believe in, okay. the, in the
0: flat earth. Thanks, Julie. Okay, this is from Michael. Hey, guys, what are all your sun, moon, and rising signs? What is an experience with high strangeness that you felt on a spiritual level rather than just a weird moment? Do all of you practice some form of divination? What do you think... Uh, there's a lot of questions here. Your familiar daemons would be, mm. do you feel that you've had more experiences with high strangeness now that you've done the show? Like you've been looking at it for a while, but do you feel like it's looking back? So a n- handful of questions there. Uh, yeah. like sun, moon, and rising signs, I don't know if I know.
4: I don't know either. I asked my mom what time I was born. She was like, morning, I think? No. And that's pretty
0: much all I could get out of her. So I don't know. Um, we'll have to do research and get back to you on that one for sure. I think I'm a Scorpio rising, and but I don't know my sun and moon signs. I know what i we'd have to we'd have to get our birth times and figure all this stuff out. So uh, when we do, we'll let you know. Um, what experience with high strangers that you felt on a spiritual level rather than just a weird moment, like really felt there anything that comes to mind yeah i've had some mystical
3: moments that that i would only be able to describe them as and spiritual is a is a quasi contaminated word yeah but uh but i've definitely had you know one or two real quandaries mystical experiences altered states of consciousness that weren't elicited by drugs or i don't think um but yeah just strange and that was very strange
0: yeah, I've definitely had I, – I would say that I've had moments without getting too personal. Like there have been moments um, where I have felt like a presence. I remember – here's one that I can share that I can, that, that just popped in my head. I remember when I was really – when I was young, when I was like 10, 10, 11, and um, I was going through like, a stressful period as a kid. And I remember going to bed really upset one night and crying myself to sleep. And um, I, w- like I was having like a real rough day. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember waking up in the middle of the night. And I may have talked about this on the show. I don't remember. but And it was almost as if I was sitting up in bed with my eyes closed. And there was just this bright um, light that must have been super bright. And. And the reason why is because my eyelids were closed, but everything was orange in my field of vision. You know, you know when you like close your eyes and look up at a light. If you do yeah. that right now, it looked like that, and I could feel this wave of love like I have never f- experienced before or after. And I remember sitting in bed, and it wasn't a dream. Or if it were, a, if it was a dream. It was something was visiting me in the dream, you know, mm. I, but I I really looking back, I think I was sitting up in bed as, as the room was full of light and there was a voice that was just like, it's okay. Everything is going to be fine. You are going to be fine. Oh, wow. So you heard a voice too. Yep. yep. It was like almost telepathic. And I remember in the moment going, oh, this is Jesus because mm. I was, you know, Presbyterian kid. But I was like, and I remember waking up the next morning and feeling a million times better. And I was like, I can remember how that the physical feeling of it was like you were being dipped in like a pool of pure radiating love. It wow. was wild. And so I, that's, that's something that's been like definitely like, whoa, that was, you know. Shipping. And I've thought about it in my life, through, for my whole life, if I'm ever going it through a hard was just that time. one time? Just that one time. <laughs> what, you, what was the light? What was it? Well, my feeling was, my theory has been a number of things, that there was an entity that was illuminating in the room, an angelic presence, or an entity from a higher dimension, the fifth dimension, something like what people refer to as an angel, or like in my moment, it felt like Jesus... That I think that my I was sitting in, up in bed with my eyes closed and they were radiating light and they were sending me a message just to be like it's okay. How are you
4: just bringing this up now? This is unbelievable. I don't know. I don't
0: know. It was this is it, crazy. It was it's so
4: similar to the thing that I had at the same age. Yeah, too. yeah.
0: I thought I had brought this up on the show before, but it, do you remember this? I, mm-hmm. Maybe not in such no, detail. You never brought that. It up. was a. I was having a very, 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 really bad day. Wow. and i remember crying myself to sleep and just being like oh god this sucks and um and then that it was almost like maybe a loved one who's passed on came to me you know what i mean but i just i it totally made me feel better and there's still times in my life where if things are shitty i'll remember and it wasn't like it's all going to be great <laughs> you know the voice <laughs> was like you're going to be fine it's fine it's it's okay it was like that like And it was something that I felt, you know, I was like, okay, cool, message received. And any time that I'm going through something rough, I'll be like, hey, just remember that one time, right? You know what I mean? I don't know. Trippy. Um, Do you all practice some form of divination? Like, I... Dabbling with tarot cards, obviously, haven't done those in a little while. Um, but what about you guys? Anything? Any magical Define divination? Divination is, is a practice of using magic or something to gain information or, oh, gain, interesting. you know, like
4: I'm really into my house plants. Seeking like, the future, like in a more than just house plants sort of way. Like they they're important to me.
3: Have you ever like read
4: a uh, Secret Life of Plants? haven't but i'm I, I know of it oh but my god i, I have I, it on my yeah, i haven't read right.
3: it either i have it on my on my shelf I, I i'm ready to read it but it's like you know plants have the consciousness yeah, that's, yeah.
0: it's the, then how do you become then how do you justify being a vegetarian do <laughs> you read books <laughs> like that right yeah. no yeah. totally yeah that's yeah. what joseph campbell would say life joseph, consumes life, consumes on life. life. that's it's, exactly it's i was the, just thinking it's a great paradox of yep. life i also
4: think uh, in some in some ways sometimes not all the time but music is a form of divination fucking a and sure i feel it depends on the, how you're approaching it and what you're doing with it but so i think i think about it in those terms sometimes. i think
0: divination specifically sure. is about like getting guidance about the future and you know that kind of thing like tarot cards and stuff like that yeah like but that's I what this? i mean though yeah. like it's
4: like
3: receiving a message
0: that's oh cool outside of yourself i like that mm. what about you bryce anything mm. come to mind no i should i mean i no no nothing um What do you think your familiars or demons would be? Mine's obviously, they're dogs. Dogs are my familiars, 100%. Um, You know, like witches sometimes have cats or frogs. Yeah, Mine would be dogs. Chill. Uh, Hummingbirds and dogs. Those are my two. Mm. Cool. Any specific type of dog? Not necessarily. I mean, right now, I specifically a Silky Terrier mini pin mix and an English Bulldog are my familiars. But I think that, you know, the canine yeah in general i mean i hear that nova is my familiar for sure Mm -hmm. but then
4: i was also i was telling you guys before we started rolling i I went on this hike today and there was all these crows flying around um a murder of crows i love that that's what that's called yeah um and i i jokingly Mm. put my arms up to the sky as if i was summoning one of these crows to me and one of them flew and grace was with me she will vouch for this flew right to me and was right over my head and then i was like holy shit this is crazy and then it dropped down even closer to me so it was within like maybe two feet of the tops was of my it hands.
0: flapping its wings no in it your was face? Like, it was like windy, Hovering.
4: and so it just like like came down Whoa. and just hovered over me and i was like when it dropped on the second time, I I it was like, "Don't flinch. This is like let this land. If it's going <laughs> to land on you, like let it <laughs> land on you. Do not." And so maybe uh, you know maybe I got that got that raven magic.
3: Damn, dude! <laughs> no, you mean be- Craig Ferguson. <laughs> That's right, Craig
4: Ferguson. Shout out.
3: You got crow magic. But I mean, what's the difference <laughs> really? The, the, what is the difference actually? Are uh, different birds?
0: <laughs> are Ravens they completely are, yeah, separate? Totally birds? Different, yeah. different. Yeah. Ravens are much bigger than crows, even though crows can be. Uh, do you want me crows to Google are one of them? Of the This
3: most, is a big-ass crow. Crows are most one of the most intelligent birds that are out, uh, out there, though. That's cool. Yeah. They can solve right. puzzles. and. Oh, I remember. Actually, now that I think about it, I remember telling you guys like a year ago that there was these
4: crows that were hanging out by the house, and I was trying to befriend them by leaving leaving them seeds. You remember me telling yeah, you about
3: that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Maybe I'm super into crows. Dude, cr- maybe crows are into you. Tight.
0: Yeah, ravens are larger. They often travel in pairs while crows are seen in larger groups. Ah. Uh, so they're totally separate species. Totally. Yeah, they're, yep. well, they're both birds, but yeah, I, I mean... Well, genus? <laughs> I don't I know, species yeah. Species, right. Right? yeah. Species, right? Yeah. Species, right? Different yeah. species of bird. Um, they, I bet they're related, I mean, but... Uh, yeah, they both have wings. Book up beaks, little beaks. Come on, dude. <laughs> um, all right, and then um, let's see. Where did we go? Michael was asking... Um, do we feel like we're having more experiences with high strangeness doing the show? Mm, we kind of talked about this a few weeks ago. We definitely, I definitely feel like I'm more. I'm not, I don't know if I'm having more experiences, mm-hmm. but I do feel that the the larger world of the paranormal. Like we were talking about this the other week about you know you doing, um expedition bigfoot like we're definitely becoming part more of the community and i do feel like something i do feel like there's something listening and looking back at us for sure around this area i think if you use the metaphor like
3: oh i'm dipping my toe into the pool we're we're fully submit submersed now we're in the fucking pool yeah we're in the deep end (laughs) i have noticed that a lot more people want to talk to me about it that's cool Mm. like
4: people that listen to the show and even people that don't but they've like are like oh you know that podcast and then they're like i had a thing once and so i I've somehow become like, like some sort of resource to them. But I'm like, I don't know really much more about this than you do. But uh, people want to discuss it. Well, they trust a lot you more. with their story, you yeah. know. Yeah, I guess because they're not going to make fun of them or
3: something. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, Bryce, I think we skipped your familiar. Um, you know, I, I feel like I was in communication with a family of squirrels for a I knew while. We were going to say squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it was that before. fucking weird. It was, what do you mean? It was like uh, this family of squirrels in my backyard. We were like communicating with each other. Like, I what? Sw- what were, were the messages? Would just I would get the messages that like, uh, hey, I see you have a family. Like I have a family too. You want to meet my son squirrels, my my kids? And then he would like, and he would like tip his head, and these other squirrels would come out of nowhere, and they would like come up close to me. <laughs> And I'd be like, hey, holy shit. And they'd be like, cool. And they'd be like, all right, go back in the trees. And then they go back in the fucking... But I was like, there was like this... It was fucking weird. How dude. often was this happening? This happened for like a month and a half. Where like, did they go? They they lived in my backyard, like in my trees and but shit. But where are they now? I don't know. They're not there anymore. Whoa. Bryce is Snow white. Bro. Yeah, it was fucking trippy.
0: Our family raised a squirrel. Is that right? Yeah, that had fallen out of a nest when it was really tiny. And, uh, I mean, they're look, I squirrels are actually very, like, uh, domicile. Is that the? Yeah. Yeah. like They're chill. They're chill. I I have one on my fence that I, well, I, I had one for a while that I would call Mr. Peanut, and I'd yeah. bring him out Peanuts, and my right. dogs go nuts. They see, you know, my terrier stares at this thing all the time. But they're pretty tame. They'll come up to you. They're very affectionate. Yeah. I had one sleep in my lap as a child, and it oh, was shit. so sweet.
4: That's, That's awesome. wild. That's we, fucking crazy. We left our Halloween pumpkins out until like pretty much now uh-huh. because the squirrels started eating them, and it was just so goddamn oh, cute. Oh, those oh, seeds are cute. so good. They come in and they burrow a little hole, and then they'd climb inside and eat the right. seeds and pop out. And we're just like, we're just going to let them do
0: that. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. Let nature take care of this mess. I remember it <laughs> yeah. was right
3: after I broke my foot too, and I, I remember like being like, "Be careful in those trees." <laughs> like, you know, like, oh yeah it's
0: like i'm a squirrel dude I'm, you yeah. know I'm if good. that if the dad cool. squirrel like broke its heel then you wouldn't really know. yeah totally um that's an amazing story i'm glad that i backpedaled and got that okay <laughs> yeah. this is from bonnie hi guys in nova Uh, guys, and Nova. I love the show. Please keep up the amazing work. Well, thank you. Thank you for supporting it. My question is for all of you. If you could spend a week transformed into a cryptid monster, alien, or ghost, what or who would it be, and what would you do during your time? Great question. Also, Bryce, do you know if we'll get to see Expedition Bigfoot on Canadian TV anytime soon? Thanks, guys. Go get regressed. It's from Bonnie. Thanks, Bonnie. Uh, Thanks, Bonnie.
3: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know it just went to um, England and you can get it on the Travel Channel Go app and Hulu available. Um, So I would imagine, I don't know about their cable channels and Canadian television is strange. Uh, I don't know. Let me look into that. Uh, I, nope, I hope No so. qualifier there on Canadian television. <laughs> they got some weird shows in Canada. Dude, some weird they shit, got, dude. because my <laughs> wife's from Canada. I'd go up there and watch the TV, and I'd be like, what the fuck is this stuff? What are you guys making up here? <laughs> and it's, just the, it's just bad
2: television. There's a show really? about a guy who just talks <laughs> so, to squirrels.
1: The,
3: what is this? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Good hopefully, it could Hopefully. question yeah. good
0: question bonnie no answer <laughs> um uh what cryptid monster alien or ghost or any what would you want to be and what would you do i'll go first I a would, week I would, one week
3: i would love to uh i think it would be cool to be a bigfoot or something just like in you know back in tune with nature in connection with nature and just like you know being able to like have that power and just
0: I don't know. I, I, also, you'd be like, oh, this is where we all hang well, out. Well, yeah, it, <laughs> right, it'd, be, it'd really be more to
3: learn about it. Yeah, yeah. To, to get answers, to be like, to sneak in almost as like undercover and figure out how I can find one of these motherfuckers. Undercover
4: Bigfoot. That's undercover your next Bigfoot.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> a Bigfoot, like, <laughs> working at a Best Barry Buy. Barry Moore Dude. stars in <laughs> Undercover Bigfoot. What if we build they haven't heard the Barry gearham origin story oh, yet okay, that's coming okay. up soon that's about um, stay tuned everybody it's going to be Barry disappointing is <laughs> um but uh, <laughs> uh um, you know what though? What if we built you like a real convincing Bigfoot suit, and then we sent you out in the woods to see if like a Bigfoot would come by and talk to you? Dude, that would
2: be cool.
0: That That'd would be, be awesome. great. All right, that will work on it. Uh, undercover Bigfoot <laughs> next year we'll on the travel show. <laughs> <laughs> Available in Canada only. Um, <laughs> Riley, what? What about you? I
4: mean, alien, hundred percent. Yeah, me too. 100%. I just want to get up in that ship and fly around. Let's see rough. what so that's lately.
0: all about yeah no no hesitation yeah i'd there. go to different planets yeah. i would uh i mean i'd i'd try to get all the like secrets of the universe whatever's yeah. going on i'd want to go to a different planet um uh, and I, as, yeah.
4: mu- as much as i'd be tempted to be one of the hot blonde venusians i think i would go with gray you go to alien gray Interesting. Yeah.
0: yeah i'd probably pick gray too i mean then maybe i wouldn't be as scared of myself you know right um Good question. Oh, and Joe uh, Weiss seconds the question about Expedition Bigfoot on Canadian TV. There's also a new show called Expedition X with Chobot, Jessica Chobot, mm. I would like to see. I imagine we'll get them eventually, maybe. I hope summer. so. I'm a, I love Canada. I absolutely fucking Me love too. Canada. Well, let us know, Canadian God, listeners. Canada's let your friends best. know uh, when the show's going, to. Appear on your television. Uh, help each other out. Okay, this is from Kirsten or Kirsten. Um, hey guys, please be patient with me during this long-winded response, as I promised. There is a question in it somewhere. But before I ask, I just wanted to say a few things, Bryce. I love your passion so much. Your ability to recount countless names and details always amazes me. Mm, second, second, uh, second and third. And your unfailing faith in eyewitness accounts is something I appreciate so much for others in this community who have had experiences. Oh, that means a lot. Right on, yeah. I feel your earnest passion provides a safe space for people to share their experiences without the fear of being judged or ridiculed. Fucking love that. I agree. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really amazing. Nice. I really appreciate it. I, I, I could not agree more. Um uh, Michael, I love your excitement and honesty. Whether you're excitedly discussing a story of high strangeness or touching on your personal journey through talk therapy, I personally and sincerely appreciate your joy, candor, and transparency. Okay. Not as good as Bryce's, but I like it. <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here no, we Michael, go. Nice. you're also good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being an honest prick. Um just teasing you. Kirsten. Hope I'm seeing your name right. Thank you. That's very sweet. Um I hope that brings you some uh insight and comfort, I guess. Uh last but not least, Riley, yeah. my favorite super producer ever. From your intimidatingly high intelligence level, your witty Ooh. sense of humor, your love for your dog, and ever so beautiful voice. I always joke with my husband that you could start a cult and I'd follow it blindly. Right. Dude, on. <laughs> That's great. You cool. bring such a calming energy to the podcast and it's so infectious. All of that being said, I'm finally at my question. Riley, how did you get to be so cool? <laughs> Truly. Boy, I tell you where I I know where I rank in <laughs> this listener <laughs> top 3. <laughs> All of that being said, uh, wait, wait, uh, uh, you are so accepting, easygoing, and seem to take life and stress with immense clarity and dignity. You seem so fucking enlightened, and I'm just so curious, were you always that way? Mm. Did you have an experience that shaped you, changed your outlook on life? I would love to know as I find your assessments and attitude on towards life, on slash towards life, to be insanely magnetic, and I wonder... If it's a learned trait through years of mindfulness, or you just that kick, or are you just that kick-ass and were born super cool? Sorry if that was weird. Basically, I just want you to all know I came here two years ago for a podcast about aliens and Bigfoot, but I got so much more, and I appreciate you all so much. Thanks for reading. Also, uh, (laughs) thanks for reading. Also, uh, this. Also, please don't hate me. Because it's so long. Um, how can we hate you with all yeah. those wonderful things? We love you. Thank now. you, Kirsten, or Kirsten. Ugh, Probably always... Kirsten. I'm imagining K I R S T N. Mm-hmm. I hope I pronounce it right. Let me know. Um, thank you. Though all joking aside, that is very, very cool. And um, and yes, and i I also second everything that you said about Riley. So Riley, how'd you get to be so cool, dude? I
4: mean, first of all, that is just overwhelmingly nice and positive. So thank you for everything you said about me personally and us. Collectively, that's mm-hmm. like just so nice. Um I, I'm I'm blushing. Is this your mom, Riley? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like <laughs> <she laughs> slip my mom a twenty. <laughs> <Okay. good> work. <laughs> she is a Patreon. <laughs> um I mean, uh you know, if you really if I really am being honest, um I was bullied a lot growing up. I was like kind of overweight and awkward and shy and um the, the main my main bully actually ended up becoming a very famous comedian. Um, Interesting. And I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to, like, hurt him or lash out at him in any way. But Will you tell us off the mic? I'll tell you guys later, okay, yeah. cool. And then I'll tell you guys later, too. No, he won't. He, You'll never know. know. But um, it, it, was, it was relentless. And to be bullied by someone who is so very good at it Ugh, at sucks. a young age, it was, like, really gnarly. And I think that actually, while it sucks, it, like it did something in it flipped a switch in me where i think it gave me a lot more like thoughtfulness and empathy and at the end of the day i kind of felt bad for him like and mm. he even years later apologized when we were grown-ups oh
0: that's nice
4: and um and you know he was just like you know i hated myself then and i yeah. was, was lashing out at you and did I it think, ring
3: true his apology did, it did yeah yeah
4: it absolutely did yeah and um I think that going through that at a young age, like just going through that whole cycle, like really actually helped me become like more calm, more chill, more just, I don't know, just, yeah, like she said, like try to take things in stride and, and not be,
3: not make my decisions so emotionally. Mm. but not also shut off my emotions. Mm-hmm. The ring's know? so profound because I have kids and all you want to do is protect them from any struggle or adversity. But it's really, it's these challenges that we go through in life that create this, this part of our personality. It's that character building. That, that builds fucking character, man. And it's like, I, yeah. I think all of us here, it sounds like especially we, ex, you know, experience toughness in our in our growing up you know and, yeah
4: i mean that's that like cliche saying like it doesn't kill you make you stronger is like true a man yeah and then the other thing is and i don't want to always be the one that's like the drug guy but i did have like a psychedelic awakening when i was like about like 18 and mm-hmm. that's like, when I became a vegetarian, and that's when I got into meditation, and a lot of stuff kind of, like, shifted for me. Mm-hmm. And it definitely had a lot to do with psychedelics. Wow. So, you know, there's that. too.
0: What a trip. Well, I'm sorry you got... Fuck that guy. I'm <clears throat> um, glad he apologized. It's no, tough. He's all right. I
4: mean, kids are kids, you know? It's
0: tough. I mean, I always think that the um sometimes the hardest kids to love are the ones that need it the most you know totally and it's yeah. whatever was going on in his house must have really really sucked um
3: what would your cult name be if you had to start your own cult? Yeah. oh man i gotta get back to you on that i gotta okay. keep some mystery behind if some, the old if cult.
0: some pops in just you <laughs> <jump> <laughs> in. Let, let us
4: just no. say i'm looking at some land in oregon though, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you there barry Moore is interested <laughs> yeah. uh, Kirsten, thank you so <laughs> thank much. You. That thank you, thank you. Overwhelmingly awesome. kind.
0: Uh-huh. And thank you for supporting the show. Thanks to all of you. Um, Joe Weiss asks, Hi guys, is Bryce still practicing vivid dreaming? I think she lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming? dreaming? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vivid dreaming. Has he ever tried to do remote viewing?
3: I have been very interested in in trying some remote viewing sessions. I want I am interested in using remote viewing to help find bigfoot i'm not even joking with that i I think that would be fucking. riley and i just locked up (laughs) (laughs) um you know lucid dreaming takes so much work you have to be really disciplined and and really uh uh so no i haven't gotten back into it like i wanted to i was going through my old lucid dream journals the other day and and uh you know after about 2 3 months of work I've, I've, i i re- i realized man i was i was hitting them pretty good i i had like 10 uh, maybe a dozen lucid dreams and so um, there's so many, listen, I think, I think dreaming is that liminal space where just like the spirit world, uh, you can actually attain information and bring it back and, and, and affect it back into your own life. So if there's some fucking questions I want answered and, and I've had some strange, like I remember one of the first lucid dreams and I'm always like, so like hesitant to give it up, but I I wanted to explore the Sphinx and, uh, and the great pyramid of Giza. And I, I awesome. think like I found like, like the buried hall of records and it's not under the Sphinx paw, but it's like, it's somewhere near there. And it's like, there's like a map in my head to it. And I, I could, I could show you how to get there, but it's like, uh, but so, so it's like, I want to go back to lucid dreaming because there's, i mean you could i mean you're only limited by your imagination edgar casey style dude yeah that's awesome that sounded like a movie starring Nicolas cage right there
4: oh man you should write that
3: dude lucid
0: dreaming would be an awesome i was like i could tell tell you i'm I'm like (laughs) why hasn't
3: anybody looked here it's so obvious but wow
0: um uh, I think this is for all of us. Do you think if someone sees an alien, same, all from Joe, uh, or a UFO, they are more likely to have repeat experiences? I wonder how many people who have seen a UFO have maybe had many experiences and just don't remember them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, quite possible. I think though, in the stories that we have covered on the show, I think that stuff comes out. You That's know what in I mean? The case literature, absolutely. It, it comes out. It because they're usually and look. I'm going to take all this on face value, and, and 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 we're going to just say, okay, sure, alien abductions happen. If that's the case, yep. it's a traumatic event, and it tends to come back, a bubble back up to the surface, um, like it sort of did for Betty and Barney Hill, say, or some other people like Debbie, Debbie Jordan Cobble and the Even the Allagash case.
3: kids uh, yeah. uh, explaining those abductions from earlier on too. yeah, I think this is a common theme in abduction phenomena that it, and, and a John Mack would probably second that, that uh, if he were still around. But yeah, most of these weren't one-off incidences. These seem to be like, I mean, if you're being abducted, then they're interested in you and not just here now, but they're interested in when you were younger and they're going to be interested in you when you're older.
0: That being said, I do think, um, yeah, you're 100% right. Uh, That being said, I do think it is possible to... See a UFO. We've talked to many people, including mm-hmm. uh, Grace mm-hmm. uh, Mitchell. Uh, see a UFO once in their lives, and they just happen to see something in the totally. sky. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean if you see something, you know, it, you're you're being targeted. Yeah, uh, you right. Know? but right. Yeah. So I don't know if there's a firm rule on it. I think it's seems to be a trend happen. though, yeah. for sure. Mm. Um, uh, do do do. Has Riley ever seen anything paranormal? Um.
4: I mean seen is not exactly I, I mean I did see some weird uh light movement in the sky once uh that I thought was I was, thought I was watching satellites and then they started moving and interacting with each other I was up in the in the Sierra Nevada actually very close to the 37th parallel Dude,
0: I mean hello um also that Re- reminds me of the like orb signing stuff in these Bigfoot stories, like in mm-hmm. yeah. Expedition Bigfoot, too. Yeah. And then there was that that strange sort of experience th-
4: that I had as a child that I talk about on, I don't remember what yeah, episode, it's... but um, where, you know, I saw the orb of light in my room and woke up right before it happened. That was very weird. That's yeah, fucking trippy. I don't know. Right? I mean, I've never like, I've never seen a cryptid. I've never or a ghost. seen a ghost. Yeah. I've experienced sort of a haunted presence in mm. this building that I used to spend a lot of time in back at UC Berkeley. Um, but uh, I never like saw it. It was more like cabinets rattling and pieces of paper mysteriously falling off a desk when the window wasn't open, stuff like that. But mm. no, no like hard sighting, I would say. Got it. God, yeah, cool. that's fucking yeah. crazy.
0: Um, sh- then Joe also says, please give Nova smooshes for me. Keep oh, up the good work. No problem there. Um, <laughs> thank you, Joe. Um, Katherine Thompson asks, Hello all. Why do you think that so many comedians and actors have such an interest in the paranormal? Besides you and the funny feeling women, uh, shout out Betsy Marcy, mm-hmm. there are podcasts mm-hmm. by Ryan Singer, Jessica Reed, etc. Do you think it is the artistic mindset or the belief is or that the belief is the same as the general population and that it is just a question of having more access to a public forum? I'm really enjoying listening. Riley and Grace add so much to the show, and Nova keeps you all safe. Dude, that's great. (laughs) Love that. Love that. Riley and Nova getting a lot of love, and Grace too. Yeah, and Grace. That's great. Um, What do you guys think? (laughs) Um, Well, for
4: one, I think actors and comedians like to talk. So there's that. Um, Also, you know, I
3: I mean, I'm not an actor, really.
4: Paranormal, though. I think you guys have a lot of imagination.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I to speak on our on our behalf. This isn't just like a I think you a, fall into that category as a musician too. Right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. I was going to say I I don't think this is just like a a topic we like to discuss. I mean, I I think we're borderline obsessed with trying to understand the 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 supernatural experiences that have happened in our lives. I mean, the, you know, <laughs> I think about this stuff constantly. This isn't just like, oh, look, hey, did you see that ghost movie? That was pretty good, huh? What do you think of ghosts? It's like, no, no, I'm fucking trying to like figure out what is happening. Why is
0: Daddy talking to the squirrels again, <laughs> Mommy?
3: <laughs> I mean, but that's how we. I mean, we we, 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 when we started this thing, it would, it, it started off, you know, on a subject of Bigfoot, but then it moved into like a real curiosity as as to what the what what this phenomenon was whether it was aliens and ufos or these cryptids people were experiencing or or the more esoteric side of things and the occult and all that stuff i mean i'm I'm fucking i i'm just fascinated by
0: it yeah i think a lot of actors artists musicians tend to be a little bit more self-reflective and like i think riley said they have you know maybe a little bit more active imagination but i do think this is something that you know not everybody but a large portion of the look aliens ghosts all this stuff is popular there's a lot of this stuff in mass culture so it's obviously appealing um i think for me personally it just I like fun stuff, yeah, and I'm yeah. <laughs> like, and I, I'm, I'm with you, Bryce. Like, I'm really interested in figuring out like the human condition, and whatever this phenomenon is, is a huge part of it. So,
3: and I see how you answered the question too. Look, as, 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 as actors, artists, musicians, performers, like. I don't think you realize how much rejection we deal with on a daily basis. So, so to build up true. a battle armor, I mean, you will find yourself in that self-help book section, which is right next to the ancient mysteries. And, and, <laughs> or, and you know, that is so true. And just it's geographically, like, in, geographically the in the bookstore, yeah. they're just right yeah. next to each other. So yeah, I like, see, I see sorry. where you're going. And with also that like, now.
0: maybe the tarot cards will tell me how to book a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Absolutely.
3: <laughs> any, any tools we can use <laughs> to God, works. keep
0: employed. You're not kidding. Um, this, thank you so much, Catherine. Okay. Uh, Rachel Bustard asks, because we got a lot of these. Hi, guys. I have two questions. One, do you remember the episode where Bryce read a very thorough Amazon review of oh, a book God, that the reviewer found on an all awful time. library books blog? Anna, Did you ever go Anna's back review. Did you ever go back and look at that blog? They have a category for unexplained and just plain crazy books that you might want to browse. I, mean, uh, no. I do remember that. That was one of my favorite moments. Yes, I just loved her review. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but but I we haven't gone back there. Uh, we haven't been back to that. Have you been back I don't to that think blog? So, no, uh, Rachel, no, no. if you want to put a link to that blog and in, in below your question in the comments, that would be great. Be we'll awesome, go check man. it out. Are there any cons or festivals beyond contact in the desert that you would like to go to or present a panel at if given the opportunity? Thanks for making such a fun podcast. It has vastly improved my daily commute. Oh, that's awesome. That's That's, that's the right whole on. goal that's is that idea? we're entertaining and filling that sh- those shitty parts of the day with good stuff. That's why we're here. <laughs> um, yeah, conventions, uh, sure, any and all. Like totally. whatever... Uh, I'm down for whatever. Specifically, I'd like to go to more like, like to do a Bigfoot convention. Well, or we're like scheduled
3: a, and slated for the International Bigfoot oh, Conference this year. At we the haven't Labor announced
0: Day. that. That's, there's a little exclusive. Oh Well, wow. be going, oh, there, well there you go. go. Yeah, We should be there. We will be there. Um, we'll be there. Um, and then, uh, what is it called? The
3: International Bigfoot Conference Where Labor Day it? weekend in uh Washington, I believe. Put on by Russell Acor.
0: I guess we got to go up so to Washington. Awesome. We got to go up to Washington and Labor Day weekend. Let's do it.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. It. Yeah, we'll be back at Contact in the desert this year, and um, I'd like to do more comic conventions. X at Salt Lake was so, that fun. Was so fun, so fun. Because that's really the crossroads for us. It's because you know Bryce and I are also and Riley with music, in, musical instruments. We're into collecting shit. Um, oh yeah, toys so, and costumes, man. You got me. I'll be there. Let's do it. Um, thank you for your question, Rachel. Pamela Gamberger says, "What do you?" want to see ghosts bigfoot or aliens what is the scariest what would shake your world the most these questions have launched many philosophical discussions with friends and associates
4: mm. my answer to all three is aliens yeah yeah. i'm the most interested in that it's the most scary and it's the most like earth shaking to me
0: i'm gonna go i'm gonna be i'm oh, gonna yeah. i'm gonna oh. i think i have a surprise answer for this one Okay. I'm going with ghosts. Right. Because I think for me, that's... Pr- like, if I could get a real solid... I mean, I've seen... I saw that little girl. You saw that girl in that window. Gruno. fucking pretty good. I want more of... It terrified me, but I want more of that yeah. in the sense that I... For me, I already believe life on other planets exists. Mm. Um aliens it would blow my mind it would i think that would scare me the most for sure Mm. Mm -hmm. although if you think about encountering like a wild bigfoot i mean that also just being (laughs) like near an apex predator might fucking make you shit your pants but i i I think goes for me just because i'm like okay something happens after we die you know that's what i'm looking for like proof of existence after in the afterlife Mm. bryce what about you I'm walking through the forest.
3: I get a funny feeling something's watching me. I stop. I turn around. And there it is, about 15 feet away, just fucking, you know, looking right at me as this huge Bigfoot creature with the eyes and the hair. That would be... And just like the mind speak, too. Just like, you know... Hello, Bryce. Yeah.
2: Hello, Barry Gary Moore.
3: (laughs) No, but I would love to see a fucking, I would love to see a Bigfoot. This is why this show works, you guys. Yeah. We, have, we are the trifecta. I,
0: but, uh, yeah, but also. Right. We are. We are. <laughs> yeah, we are. And also, though, I'm like, no, that would be fucking awesome to see a Bigfoot. Fuck. Yeah. I don't know. It's but so he's hard the, to he's choose. the Bigfoot guy. You, yes. You,
4: yeah. you make a good, the ghost guy.
0: I, I do, but I, I'm a pretty like alien
4: guy, too. You're yeah. definitely alien leaning, but I'm ghost leaning, you know, it's so yeah. all Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um was that I think we answered all of your questions a good question. great um I'll follow, I have a follow-up question
3: does if you saw a ghost would that does that mean for you
0: afterlife existence I think what I'm saying is I mean I see what you're saying and not necessarily but mm-hmm. uh, in my mind the go if we're going with ghost yep not like an, a bio imprint from another no, time. If like we're going with ghosts. ghosts
3: anthropomorphic ghosts, yeah, translucent. Like that
0: to me Lady in the nightgown. Is this yeah, yeah. Then then yes, I'm I'm associating it with life after death or the right. afterlife. Okay. Uh Joe Weiss is back with a couple more questions. Each of you pick two dream guests, one dead, one alive. Who would you pick? Oh, fuck. I'll go Dan Aykroyd, Elvis Presley. Great. damn
3: that was good and fast michael you go
0: i gotta think <laughs> um alive mark hamill and then dead uh oh, john keel dude mm.
4: cool um alive thurston moore from sonic youth he's just like my favorite musician i just i've met him before a couple times but i want to like actually sit down and talk to him
3: that'd be cool
2: uh
0: dead nikolai tesla i guess great oh yeah oh, fuck and she says, sorry, last question. I have worked on some movies locally, and more than more than one of these locations have been haunted. Have any one of you worked on a ha- on a haunted location? Hmm. We did an old psych hospital up in Canada when I worked on a TV show called Saved for TNT, and that definitely gave off some vibes. Mm-hmm i don't know i did what are you thinking i
3: did a i did i did this independent film in oregon and it was supposed to be it's a small town they have this main hotel it was quote unquote supposed to be haunted but i didn't feel or see anything and i i looked for it i was like mm, you shot in woods haunted by bigfoot yes yes yep. fucking yeah i didn't <laughs> yeah, even think about that, that yeah but, you know j- child graveyard God, and yeah that's and crazy
4: shit. shit uh i mean i mentioned it a few minutes ago krober hall at berkeley is uh, supposedly haunted
0: and it felt pretty haunted cool mm. yeah um sylvanus paul uh sorry oh wait no there's no sorry in there that was very weird um <laughs> I, I was just, oh, uh, my eyesight dr um, freud you guys have <laughs> surprised me in your knowledge of magic and the people involved in magic magic with a k from history I'm suspicious of you three being secret, which is no comment. Question Have you made sigils before? If so, what for? If not, what would you want to come true using a sigil? I enjoy the show. Keep it going. Also, how do we get initiated into your cult? Ha ha ha. You're already in it, dude. You're yeah, here. You're this is part yeah, of the yeah. initiation. That's you're there. Exactly you're, right. you're in the um uh guys, have you ever practiced with sigils before?
4: I was pretty into Wicca when I was a teen. Really? Yeah. That's cool. It, it was pretty like on brand with the being bullied and all that. <laughs> like recasting spells? And I was like, for I'll be a witch then. <laughs> 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 um, no, 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 nothing, uh, nothing nefarious, but, um, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I was just reading the books and doing the rituals and burning yeah. the candles and making the sigils and all that stuff. And, you know, a little bit, it, it stays in the back of your mind. I, I kind of let all that stuff go. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, yeah,
3: rice. Mm. Uh, so, uh, trying to get to the the bottom of, of of whatever this supernatural agency is that in that I think inhabits this planet. Yes, it's led me down to a path to start exploring more occult literature and and esoterica. And within that literature, you find magical workings. Like I read that book by Jason Lou, Louv, uh Dr. D and God, when you read about him, you're like, okay, this is practical magic, you know, and using sigils and, and pentacles. And so, um, I, I remember I signed up for a Jason Louve. He's a, he's a. One of the classes. Yeah. Magic, one of the classes. Magic.me. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Magic.me. And, 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 and he, I had never done it before, but he, he went through how to make a sigil and how to use it and what it was used for. So I, I practiced a couple times. I was really good because I have an art nature. But so I, I really enjoyed the process of, uh, for those who don't know, you know, it's like, let's say I want to book a television job. You would write that down, take out all the vowels, put all the consonants together, and then eliminate all the consonants that are, that are double, right? So now you just got a group of letters. You start taking those letters and designing a uh, uh, a sigil, for lack of a better word, like see if you can put those uh, all those remaining letters into a symbol, kind
0: of like a witchy looking room Yeah, and then mm-hmm. and
3: then shave off a couple of the edges here and there, turn it into something cool, and boom, you've got your sigil. You
0: meditate on that as your thing, and it—the yeah. idea is that it takes the verbal desire out of it and puts it into something that you can send out right into and that's the what universe. you told
3: me which i thought was great so i was focusing the, on like make this happen and you're like the, no no no. that's just to take away the energy to keep you yeah. focused on it
0: and the trick really is and this is the hardest part about sigil magic is like you have to put it out of your mind and mm. it really works when you kind of put it out of your mind but then i've had weird so yes the answer is how I, about
3: you answer that oh, I feel definitely, like, yeah, you're definitely i went the, through
0: a period in my late 20s and early 30s when i was like really toying around with chaos magic and to, to, to mostly just sigil stuff stuff that mm. I learned from uh Grant Morrison um but I've used it for practical stuff and a lot of times it is to help get a job um and or or like when I was single I'd be like I want to meet somebody and mm. a lot of times Grant Morrison says It'll happen usually in threes, sometimes three hours, three days, three weeks. I don't know if that's true, but but that's why I... And one of the things that Grant Morrison also says to do is to kind of preload sigils, make, make a bunch of them, mm. and then you forget what they're for. So when you want to activate one, then... Um, and there are a number of ways to do it um, that... Uh, that you don't even remember. You're not even consciously thinking about what, what that thing represents. You're just focused on the activation of the sigil. But, um, but I remember one time, like I was about to leave the house with my buddy and I could not find my driver's license. It was not in my wallet. I went, I spent 15 minutes walking around my apartment looking for this thing and I was like, all right. And this was kind of around the time I was getting into it. And I was just like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to write a sigil. And I wrote down, I want to find my driver's license. Mm. And I created a sigil. And I sat there and I sat in my um, room and I like squeezed my hands around the sigil and was like, ah, you know, just doing a <laughs> quick activation and imagining this thing shooting out into the universe. And I was like, all right, cool, let's go find it. I put it down. I walked out of my bedroom and my fucking driver's license was sitting on the table right next to my my bedroom door. Wow. <laughs> and and whether or not I had you know, it's I don't think that I've summoned it. I don't know, but it gets results. I found it. Yeah. You know, I might Results I are what it's all about. <laughs> I walked I you know, the skeptic would be like, "Well, you walked past it a million times and didn't see it." But just taking that moment to stop and do it i it was the Allowed first thing it, yeah. that happened you know now the spooky side of me goes what if i what if it was somewhere else that i couldn't see it and then it got placed in right. the mic like, maybe it really was magic but what it could still be magic
4: you were like metaphysically blocked from seeing it yeah. and then you cleared that blockage totally. yeah. so I that's think we can all agree on the connection between like intention and yes. influence yeah. Yeah. yes
0: and that's really when we're talking about magic that's really what it's all about yeah. it's just like i need to stop take Stuck and then I want the thing that I want. I need to figure out how to manifest in my life. Yeah, and, and I don't know. So that's a that's a very benign use of it. But there you go. I I don't practice it as much as I used to, and sometimes I think I should get back into it. But um, <laughs> Joe is back again. Joe, why sneaking in lots of questions? Has Michael played Jedi Fallen Order yet? Yes, of course. The new Star Wars game. I got it the day it came out. I have. Long since passed it, uh, I thought the combat was a little sticky, but the story I really enjoyed, and um, you know, I just love living in the world of Star Wars. So yes, I, I played it on my PS4, and I loved it. Rachel Aldridge asks, "Can I just vote for the question examples in your uh, in your message?" Oh, because uh, I put in the message things you could ask about, like. Do you have a cryptid quandary for Bryce? Do you want to know how we choose our topics of high strangeness? Ever wonder how Riley achieves all those smooth caramel sounds? Um, so she said maybe I could just ask those. Um, how long do you spend researching the high strangeness for each episode? It depends um you sound like my wife (laughs) 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 just kidding she's always like aren't you done with that story (laughs) how much more longer are you going to spend on that um yeah it depends it depends sometimes usually around a couple days at the very least but some of it's been as the show's been going on like more slow burn like um you know there are topics that i'm sort of researching on and off over the course of months and then when i feel like i'm ready to talk about it i will mm. sometimes with the fun cryptid stories i can spend a few days just collecting eyewitness accounts and then knocking that out you know but i'm usually it spends i spend a full once it's time to like write it i spend a pretty good like a full day or afternoon writing yeah, writing at it least, up yeah um, it's like doing a book report or something. But, it's exactly but like, like that. Yeah. Like Betty and mm-hmm. Barney Hill, I was reading that book for about a month before I was ready to, you know, do my part of that story. Yeah. So yeah, that's rare when you get to like read an entire
3: book and then do a story of high strangers. I love doing those ones, but for the most part, it's like, you know, I'm just sleuthing the internet and and podcasts and where you know things where I can get access to quick information to compile, you know, and then books as well, but. Yeah, so you, you, it takes me two to three to four days, you know? Yeah, at
0: the le- at, at, at least. But know? I love doing it. You yeah, know, it's fun. I fucking love it. I mean, it. I'm learning a shit ton, too, doing it, too. Like, you know, like even just stuff, the silly stuff like sheep squash. Yeah. I'm like, all right, this is the thing that keeps popping up, and I really don't know anything about it. And then you can learn some of the lore behind it. And, you mm-hmm. know, and for me, it's not always about belief. It's just it's about the fun. I just knocked over a bottle of water that's the answer to what that sound was uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, always,
3: I'm always amazed at how many more like so I keep a possible BCC high strangeness list, list in my computer and it and I thought it would be diminishing but it's always growing yeah, you add it's to like, it. there's just like a, a, there's a never-ending supply of high strangeness it seems
0: um and how we pick them, uh, I don't know. Sometimes we're consciously thinking like, all right, we did a bunch of UFOs. Let's do a cryptid. Or yeah. we try to keep it mixed up. Sometimes we'll go, well, hey, we this thing popped up in this, so let's do that. Let's make sure we cover that. Um, this week, sometimes Bryce and I tell each other what we're doing. Sometimes we don't.
4: I like when you guys don't. It's yeah, fun to surprise. I also,
0: like not knowing. I think yeah. it's kind of fun. I'll toss um,
3: it your way. How do you choose your live scoring instrumentals? Uh, do you, do does the story affect the way you play a particular instrument? Or I try to do as little preparation as possible, mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Um, because I want to just play what I'm hearing or feeling in that moment yeah so i'll and i get on different like setups like right now i'm really obsessed with this little tiny two octave keyboard yeah because i like how limited it is totally um for a while i was scoring with the ableton push which is that light pad that people refer to right Uh, i've done some other stuff i actually think i'm going to start getting into more like Physical instruments mm. coming moving forward. Oh,
3: cool. Um, I uh, dug that little keyboard on the last one, man. That thing's was just so fun. Killer. I
4: just, it's that thing about like limitation breeds creativity. Yeah. I like how, like, we're in this beautiful, massive studio and
3: I'm playing yeah. the tiniest little, you know, man, keyboard, offer a little, maybe a little more theremin. You've, I think you've only used it one I time. i only used it once. Yeah. Wow. I got to break the theremin back out. Got to break out that theremin.
4: But yeah, I just try to, I just try to really listen to what you guys are saying and yeah. like provide an underscore that's appropriate. Shh, it's so such an added element too. I it's love It's super it. fun to
0: do too. Um, that's great. I love it. Um, this is from Megan. Thank you, Rachel. This is from Megan Henderson. Um Hi, guys. I love the podcast, and I'm thrilled to finally be a member of the Patreon. Thank you. We're thrilled to have you. Totally. Uh, would you say that doing the podcast has made you more of a skeptic believer, or has that not changed? Or perhaps you believe in a particular cryptid or theory, etc., that you didn't before, or vice versa? And Michael, I don't know if you ever saw the message, but once on the podcast, you mentioned the old gnomes, probably from the late 70s or early 80s. You weren't sure if you were remembering it right or not. Well, I literally had the book a few feet from me and took some pictures of it for you, and sent it to the show's Instagram account. Keep mm. up the good work, guys. Thanks. Um, first of all, I'm so bad at checking DMs on Instagram, so I apologize. Yeah, me too. I miss I'll it. Check I'll, into I'll, it. I'll go look, and I just peeked, and you guys are sending us stuff that we're not seeing. Oh no! So I apologize. All I'll tell you where we do get everything is at BigfootCollectorsClub at Gmail dot Mm -hmm. so definitely it's the best way to get in touch with us is to email us um i don't know do you guys more of a believer skeptic or about the same
4: i i feel like i it's like brought the pendulum back for me like when i was younger i was super like yeah man like magic and witchcraft and aliens and ghosts and then i kind of got older and i got much more like no like science and facts and 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 now Stupid facts No, facts and science are good, Bryce <laughs> No, no, I know they are I know, i just messing around <laughs> But, but I, I wouldn't say I'm more of a believer But I'm much more
3: reopened to all of this sort of murkier sides of reality yeah. lest, lest we forget, the scientific method really sprang from occult workings John Dee was, they say uh, or, or Francis Bacon more, was, they say, is Whoa. the fa- father of modern day science
0: Isaac Newton was an alchemist
3: Yeah, I mean, so listen yeah. Yeah. and
0: all this scientific
3: method that we've that we've come into in this materialism and reductionism started from uh, these occult practices, yeah. searching for the philosopher's stone and trying to turn lead into gold, and
0: and and trying to recreate. Well, and that's sp- also just early chemistry too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, really true. just yeah. them trying to understand. <sighs> Fine. I'm just saying, <laughs> but no, but but it is. But you all, you know, that that's a time where science and church were really one because yeah. you couldn't separate church and science really. <laughs> yeah. So there were mystical. You know, that's just all come out of the study of the natural world, and a lot of that was also considered supernatural well that's why yeah.
3: i love nikola tesla he was just like oh, the the, he best, was like man. the ultimate in both he was yeah. just like a scientist and uh and magical worker esotericist yeah. he was just like he's it, it's incredible he, he melded them both perfectly
0: um yeah so are you more of a, of a believer
3: absolute hands down 100 i what's what's happened to me is i've i'm i'm formulating new theories and ideas of 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 what this stuff is and where where it originates from so yeah uh, yeah, i I, i'm not this stuff reading more into this stuff hasn't made me more skeptical by any means
0: yeah i don't know i i uh, i'll be totally honest sometimes i go back and forth i Mm -hmm. have moments of i think like any practice and now i'm start really starting to feel that studying this stuff has become a practice for us just because we do it so much Mm -hmm. um i am someone who even in my own you know, like career, I will lose faith at times and then get reinvigorated. I think it's the way that I um, work through things, Mm -hmm. you know. So there are times when I'm like, "Ah," you know, literally I think I had one this week where I was like, is all this stuff just bullshit? I don't know, you know, because it's so much easier to just go, "Ah, it's not. Like I had a moment going – I had a moment driving in the car yesterday. This is what it was when I went – yeah, maybe the Patterson Gimlin thing's fake. Mm. Maybe that's fucking a <laughs> costume. Just, that,
4: that's funny like, that's even just what pops in your head while you're yeah, down. Yeah, I sitting was, there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean,
0: this is how this has really infected yeah. our brains. Yeah. And I had a real moment because I just read that Jason Bluebus book, which is he's clearly a non believer, but there's still so much stuff in that book that I'm like, well, you're just discounting this and that. But I went, yeah, maybe it's, yeah. But mm-hmm. then literally I went, know oh, what a, but bryce you know like i had like i had but but i go but then i start going well there's this and that and what about that and oh god i don't know so i tend to i think where i always land is being agnostic about it's this such stuff. a great place i to just be. go yeah, i can't come down there are some things that we've even said in this episode i'm like yeah i don't believe that but i tend to be try to open my be open-minded and ag- agnostic um I'd say the theory that I'm more open to now is the idea of saucers, UFOs, all this stuff being some sort of um, terrestrial thing or Mm. interdimensional or maybe some sort of psychic projection of some kind. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's something I've been more open to. Yeah.
4: I just got this flash of you having that crisis while you're driving in. I know, and it's so Bryce great. popping into your head being like, but the pendulous breasts. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
3: Those breasts, Michael. Who <laughs> so would think pendulous? of that? I do like the breasts.
0: Um, Eric Olson asks, hey gang, one quick sassy question. I was curious where each of you stand individually on the origin of Bigfoot. What do you think it is? Ghost? Relic hominid? Or hominoid? Ape? Blurry demon? That's funny. Thought my opinion, uh, though my opinion constantly drifts, I personally think it's a creature more suited to earth that than we are. Love you all. Mm. Kisses. Mm. Ooh, kisses oh, hey, back, Eric up. Olson. So I'll follow on that
3: same thought that you just shared with us. I'll have that same sentiment of like, what is this thing? Why can't we fucking find it? Why can't we get good proof? I mean, is this thing a ghost? What, what's going on? I'm like... No, but it can easily be uh, just a, a hominid that is, you know, super sentient, intelligent, and and totally capable of of uh, escaping our snare, as to say. So it's like, I go back and forth between that, like, is this thing, like, some sort of apparition, or some sort of uh, interdimensional thing, or or is it a flesh and blood, you know, a relict hominid that's just, you know... Escaping easily in these vast, vast forests. Mm -hmm. I don't know.
0: I like the relic hominid idea,
3: Yeah, personally.
0: That's when I tend to really click in Mm -hmm. with Bigfoot. Now, I love the portal shit, obviously. Obviously. I love all that stuff. I love the spiritual side of it. All of that is really cool. But, like, uh, using Expedition Bigfoot as an example, that episode where you're talking to the anthropologist about, I forget his name, about the idea of it being a a relic hominid and how there was like that island that had the little hobbit creatures that had been part of the folklore. And then they finally found the, or when you were talking on the Patreon with um, Cliff Berrickman. Yeah. Like, I start to really click in when when you're talking about the relicominade stuff. That yeah. that's when I start to go, this makes sense to me. This makes more sense to me. Yep. So again, agnostic, but I think it might be Arella relicominate as well. Okay, here we go. Teresa, Francesca or Francesca. If you had to team up with any cryptid paranormal entity and solve crimes, what or who would you pick? <laughs>
4: that is such an awesome that's question. Great, man. I love that.
0: Um Dude,
4: I'd want to team up with a ghost and solve historical crimes.
0: There you oh, go, that's cool. Murder, you know, a ghost would come in handy because it can go through walls, you can see evidence that you know it can collect things that you can it can go check in with the dead people to find out who murdered them. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I don't know why, and I don't think it'd be very useful, but I, the first thing that popped in my head was Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Because that would just be (laughs) very specific. Mine would be a a Scottish crime drama. He's like, I'll take the lake, (laughs) and I go to the lake with (laughs) evidence, (laughs) and he will tell me his opinion or whatever that. Like, like I'm basically because Nessie can't get out of the lake, I'm doing all of Nessie's work for her. Mm -hmm. You know what Uh, I mean? Like, so I'm kind of like she's really the boss. I don't know. That's kind of how our partnership. Yeah, she's works. like the chief
4: mm-hmm. and you're like the yeah, hotshot yeah. detective. We're
0: partners, we're partners, oh, you're partners. but, but really right. you know like I got to go do a lot of stuff that she can't do, you know, mm-hmm. just because of location. But I love I, it. it's definitely like a moody Scottish crime drama. I like that. I'd First watch thing that. that popped
3: into my head would be like something like a, a comte de Saint-Germain, like a vampire who's been around Ooh. for eternity and I'd be like That's his awesome. Watson, you know, and he could you know show me all into these secret societies and he knows all these you know great books and passageways and we would solve crimes
0: together i love it we could pitch all of these yeah, these shows. are great shows great shows guys uh coming to canada never <laughs> all right here we go uh will Kadra asks what's the spookiest non-paranormal experience you've ever had non-paranormal non- but paranormal- spooky. spooky that's a hard question well, uh, I think I've told this on the show before, but one night I was driving through rural Oklahoma in the panhandle on a drive home from Kansas City to LA. And I was trying to make it to Santa Fe and it was late. It was me. This was before I had Violet. So it was just Albie and me in the car. And I was doing like a shortcut to get over to New Mexico. And there was a late night stretch, probably 11 to midnight where I was just on these back roads in the middle of fucking Mm -hmm. nowhere. And I really started to get spooked out just because I was so alone. And I started thinking, like, I did start thinking, like, well, if I'm going to get abducted, this is the time it's going to happen. Or I just had a vision of what if, like, suddenly out of nowhere like two huge pickup trucks just pull out in the road block my path yeah. and oh, and then like i'm told to get out of the car you know yeah. like that shit that like that big dark empty space and this i'm not knocking oklahoma i grew up in kansas i was just like but i remember being like i'm never gonna do this again i'm yeah. never taking this route especially this late ever again mm. mine's uh, also
4: like, the what the one i was thinking of was also at a late night overnight drive where it just felt like I was on tour and we were coming back from playing in Canada. Uh, and we played at this venue that, um, wait, it's Vancouver's the city above Seattle, right?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
4: We played in Vancouver and it was at this venue that was in a really fucked up, sketchy part of town.
0: Oh, I know what you're talking about over by Gastown. That, yeah. Like skid, there's like a really bad it's skid like row next area. Level yeah, skid it's row. East Hastings mm. is the street and it- it's just fucking it, I, it it's was, disturbing it's freaky because yeah. it is also like one block you're not there and then suddenly you're there it's like zombie land yeah yeah it's and like, wild
4: we were trying to leave the venue and there was a dude who was like collapsed in front of our van and we honestly honestly got thought he was dead like Whoa. he had overdosed and so we like went in i got the venue people and then they called the paramedics and the paramedics came and they like suddenly like roused this guy and he got him we were just like fuck this let's get out of here let's get back to the states and so we like we just started driving and then we went we tried to stop in this one town and it was like really super sketchy just like bad bad vibes and we're like no this is no good let's get out of here so then so then we leave that town. we get back on the highway and then like all of a sudden like all these cops go blazing past us and it's like three in the morning at this Uh point and then and then we we keep going and then there's a car In a tree, like, that had gone off the highway and flown literally into a tree, and all these cops are just showing up. So we're like, okay, well, that just happened. And then we, like, keep going, and we're just like, let's just keep going. There's nowhere to stop. And, And then this car gets on the highway, and its front tire comes off. And comes at us. What? <laughs> I swear to God, all this happened. And then The car, the car, it's front, like it drops and it's shooting all these sparks out. Whoa. And the dude that was driving had to dodge the tire because it like came right at us. Wow. And we're just like, this is fucking, like the world is trying to kill us right now. But we had nowhere to stop. So we just kept going. Just go, and man. Then, and then, and then like, I, so we switched driving. Now I'm driving. And then there's this um, giant metal pole in the road, uh, like a little bit further up. That's just spinning like and this is like a probably like a 10 foot pole that's just spinning in the middle of the road. it was like a fucking video game what? Was like, so we had to like dodge that and then finally we're just like okay enough like we've cheated death so many times tonight. It's, yeah. it's like final destination it really felt like final and so we are just like we just like pulled off the freeway and just like found a field and we all just like slept in the van but <laughs> it was just like this night that just felt like the world and that's was trying the to kill us you. Yeah, exactly. yeah. so Whoa. that was that was a weird that was a, the spooky and weird and not yeah. paranormal but just
3: weird that'll work yeah what about you bryce i can't think of anything that was great yeah
0: those late night drives (laughs) did keith and i drove through uh an area in utah one night when it was like it was like an indian reservation there wasn't a lot of places to stop off and it was pouring rain skinny highway yeah and like you know it was we were both like in the atmosphere spooky was not far from like um skinwalker ranch area but it was just like the storm over the mountains and then the storm coming in and i couldn't see very well and i remember there was a moment we were like this is a very long part of the drive and it was going for hours and we were just like fuck this sucks
3: driving in deep fog too is very scary Oh, I remember yeah. something now actually something so my my in-laws live in on Vancouver Island and and they they keep a bicycle in their garage and sometimes just to get away and I'll go biking around that and it's this is in the woods right so it's like uh so I'm biking around and and I see like this kind of cool trail that goes a deeper into the woods and I'm like oh that could be interesting but at the front of the trail is just this kid's bicycle laying on the ground and I'm just like I remember going <laughs> no totally and (laughs) I mean there was a sign there that said please don't dump here you Uh know so I'm imagining that people probably dump trash there but boy I did not feel comfortable I was like I don't have any weapons on me I'm like I'm and I was like, "Come on, bro! fucking go, go!" And I was, but then as something was just like, "No, no, don't go down that, don't path. go down Sometimes that you path." You listen to that, you listen voice. to that voice. Yeah, oh, so. I turned around. I was well, like, "Fuck yeah, that!" Get,
0: yeah. Get good here. All right, awesome. Thanks, Will. He was just a kid smoking weed. Don't yeah. Good here. Right, awesome. Thanks, Come on in. Man. Hey, what's it's up, cool, bro? The force is warm, bro. All right. Uh, Jason Dutton asks, not to be nosy, but did Kevin Kirkpatrick and Donna Lynn ever make up? I thought about their situation the other day while my wife and I were convincing my mom to sage her house and get to get rid of an alleged shadow person. Amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. You need to write a set story. Uh, that story may be worth sending in for a Listener File episode. Absolutely. Please do. Um Oh, actually, uh this is the one uh we've gotta so anyway, uh Kevin and Donalyn, uh yes, they're fine. We wanted to have them back on the show at the same time, uh, but uh it never it just never happened. But maybe we'll we'll we, that's a that's a cliffhanger that we, that's a that's a plot thread from season one that we never really <laughs> wrapped up. Yeah. But yeah, I assure you everything's great there. Um and then he asks, one of my favorite guest stories came back in Bigfoot Collectors Club 40. Oh, uh, yeah. One of my favorite guest stories came back. Oh, came back in BCC 40 with Gabrielle Ruiz and the story about her extremely haunted childhood home. Mm, Was there ever any additional follow up with the new owners? Um, Well, guess what, Jason? You're lucky because we actually have, I I caught uh, this question earlier. We actually have a voicemail from voice memo from gabrielle herself no way she can answer that question for you right now let's listen to it riley's walking over to go play gabrielle yeah she was i i uh forwarded the question over to her if i recall it was like this house that, that like they used like, to
3: drive around in circles on their driveway and there was a witch in the basement
0: yeah the neighbors saw the like witch in the basement right. of the house with like strange lights yeah all right here we go
1: So after sharing my stories with you guys about my summer childhood home in Muleshoe, Texas, I did learn quickly that it was requested to not dig deeper with family members about all these stories and all the family members that um, experienced all the spooky stories It's apparently still a very sensitive subject with my family. So um, funny enough, though, for the holiday, my husband and I decided to drive across the country And we thought this could probably be like a rather unique opportunity to see Muleshoe, Texas. And I could show my husband uh, where I grew up in the summers and also see the house. So um, we were able to see the house at dawn like around 630 in the morning. And I was I was moved. I was moved by just taking in the space again. Um, I was then... You know, taken aback with all the the stories and seeing the tree and the archways and the cement backyard. and everything is still there. Nothing has changed. And I have to say, people are living there. People it seems like are renting the house. Um, there were like three cars. They were all being warmed up. They seemed like someone was in the house. Lights were on. And I was not brave enough to knock on the door and ask if, the pictures on the walls are still rotating or if anybody's getting shoved in the shower. Um, I don't know. I just felt that either I didn't want to, maybe my family's anxiety got to me and I just didn't want to like open up those conversations. But I have to say I, I was moved. I was affected by seeing the space and driving there and like having a moment of being a stalker and staring at the house while people were in there. (laughs) So (laughs) it was seen. It's still the same and nothing has changed in that house or in Mule Shoe, Texas.
0: Dude. Thank you, Gabrielle for, isn't that awesome? She did that. That's so cool. Um, Jason, I hope you got a kick out of that. Um, he wants to know if we have any plans to do live shows in conventions, uh, in the Eastern U S no plans yet. Um, but we'd love to, obviously. Um, but we are going to be doing more shows out here in Los Angeles uh, at Bigfoot Lodge, so maybe you can make it out here sometime. Uh, but we'd love to come to the East Coast. Um so he says, I don't know how to tell you how much I appreciate what y'all are doing. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Jason. And we appreciate you and your generous donation that you give every month. Um, Jason Fitchko asks, what's been your personal favorite high strangeness so far? And I know you guys are busy, but any chance you might head to the East Coast for an adventure or two? Just saying, Mothman Festival is coming up. Uh, again, we'd love to. Awesome, yeah. Um, what's your favorite high strangeness so far?
4: Mm. That's a hard one. There's been so many, and they're all so fun.
0: Um, yeah, Bryce. What about you? Oh. I'm trying to think. Like, uh... I don't want to pick either one of you, too. Oh, well, yeah, I'm,
4: gonna yeah. my... I'm gonna pick Benny and Barty I... Hill. Yeah, because it was both of oh, my thanks. favorite yeah. boys. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's the
0: thing is, it's like uh, there's a different ways to answer that question. Like, you know, all of mine. I could probably think of things that Bryce you know, once at Bryce did where I was like really loved and enter you know, entertained, which I usually always am. And then sometimes like my favorite one to research, you know, what were my favorite ones to research? Yeah. Um probably my favorite one to research was the Orange Grove incident with mm-hmm. with the hunter being chased up the tree by the robot aliens. Yeah. That's just a wild story and that was really fun to research. Right. Um um but Betty and Barney Hills up there for me because that's a big one. Yeah, um, Bryce. is just
3: Pass was a was a, that was, was great was a great one for me. I, I loved
0: it. you did a great job on that one. Thank too.
3: you. Yeah, it just the rabbit hole just kept getting further and deeper. Yeah, it was crazy.
0: Um, and so thanks, Jason. Uh, oh, and this rolls perfectly into the next question, Sarah Van uh, Van. Oh boy, I'm so sorry, Sarah. Sarah Vandermeiden. Uh, asks, hey guys, what future high strangeness Eps are you most excited to dive into, or have been suggested to you to research? Love you all, kisses, kisses back, Sarah. Um, <laughs> Bryce, anything come to mind? Still got to do Rendlesham. Rendlesham's first thing came to mind. Rendlesham, yeah, mm-hmm. Roswell. We Roswell. have not done yeah, Roswell. Got to tackle Roswell. Roswell's. Get, that's that's like it's tough because some of these. Really should be multi-parters, but you know, you don't want to leave a guest hanging and you don't want to have someone come into something that you've already started. So it might be one of those like Roswell. Those are
3: one for those each ones are split ones for us. We need to tackle those like we did, Betty and Yeah,
0: and those might be ones that we go, and then we're gonna do more of it over here on the Patreon like mm-hmm. I was talking to Bryce about how I think the Patreon could become a place where we can do multi-part episodes you know across a few weeks like um reading you know something like Roswell doing like You know, know, I don't know, planning. There's one that I've always wanted to do for the Patreon that I will get around to, I think, eventually, is, like, the JFK conspiracy stuff. Mm. It's not quite what we do, but it's one something that I've always been fascinated by and has always spooked me out. And I could see me do, spending a few months researching it and then doing a multi part presentation on the Patreon. That's the kind of stuff that I'd love to do and get to. When eventually. you said
3: presentation, I got reminded like, I saw Michael, <laughs> like, as in the movie with JFK. Totally. Like, he's
0: got the board with <laughs> the pointer.
3: And look here at Exhibit A, <laughs> through the school book depository. Yeah. There's no way the bullet could have gone from here, click here to here (laughs) back and to the left pretty much back back to the left left. you guys are just gonna be held hostage
0: (laughs) i don't know um
4: on a similar note i'd really like one of you guys to cover mk ultra it's not exactly paranormal but it's such a crazy yep weird story Yep, Yep. yeah and it keeps coming up recently maybe we can do it for O'Reilly files I don't know. I, I like when you guys do it. I'll yeah, yeah. just make trippy
3: music. Yeah, um, yeah. MK Ultra for sure. That's just such so, a crazy story. Somebody on the it Patreon
0: is. got mad at me because she thought I was teasing you too much during the. Oh yeah, I saw the, that. Yeah, uh, I was actually really enjoying it. Grace and I were having fun though, yeah, yeah, so no, I apologize.
4: It, it, no, don't apologize. This is all in good fun. We're um, just we're just having fun here. That's all.
0: Yeah. Uh, hold on. We have. Uh, let me see. A Couple more, and then we are almost done, guys. This has been. So this is an epic episode, and also just so cool. Wait, yeah, what just happened? Oh, something stopped recording.
3: Oh, my! Look at my mic. It's, a, oh, it's unplugged. This mic.
0: <laughs> Been doing a podcast for two years. Check, check, check. I just back. figured out no, we unplugged the mic. All right, we got a few more left. Here we go. <laughs> Nice. (laughs) Uh, Heather asks, would you ever consider taking the show on the road and do live recordings outside of California? Obviously, I understand it's difficult with families and LA based careers, but possibly a brief tour or routing. Uh, Thanks for the stories and keep up the good work. Look. Yes, 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 yes. yes, A thousand times, yes. And we've been able to do some stuff like that a little bit like when i went on a road trip with dave keith and we covered hopkinsville and uh bell witch cave we try to get into so there's stuff like that like on the road stuff that i really want to do we've done a few field reports um i'd like to do more it's just it's difficult but we definitely want to do them it is and also
4: we've we've had to build up our audience enough that we can warrant actually doing a tour yeah but i love tour tour is so fun yes. and we definitely intend to take this thing out to you guys yeah it's oh, man it's
0: yeah that. it's also like because we you know that stuff that comes out of our pocket for that stuff to just all right. the logistics and hotels and stuff like that but that's that's a goal we'd love to do it we're gonna figure out how to do it um i think we're getting close to i think the audience is growing enough that people would actually show up to our shows and hopefully. look and, if any of you guys are from a town that you want us to come to like talk if you know i don't know I don't know i remember like paul f Tompkins years ago would like on facebook we're not on facebook but um he would be like if you get 300 people to come to a show i will come to that sh- i will come to that town and come do a show really? <laughs> you know I mean? so he was doing that for years that's a good way um, to do that so i don't know maybe there's a way you guys can help us get to places that you want us to be spread the word um, spread the word yeah, the word. yeah. yeah. uh amanda asks why are you blocking me little window (laughs) why are you
4: blocking amanda
0: wait okay here we go um amanda says what cryptid if any do you find the most frightening we already answered this question we did we did mothman wendigo zachary costilla or costilla asks one for the super producer. As a fellow musician, I'm curious, what do you use for recording the podcast? Yeah. Mic types, DAW, audio interface, any plugins used for compression after recording?
4: All right, here comes a bunch of jargon. <laughs> uh, we record with SM7 microphones, they're by Shure. Um, I don't use a Cloud Lifter, but I use uh, Focusrite. ISA 828 preamp uh it has a lot of gain and super clean gain. Um, God, I love this shit. I use I uh for a long time I used uh UA uh Universal Audio uh ADDA converters but I've actually just recently switched to the Avid converters because I have to do more pro tools stuff for my work. Um but uh for the podcast I always use Logic. Uh, there's not it's not a sound thing i just like the workflow of it um as far as the back end um tell me about those mics again <laughs> this, is, this is like real nerd porn as far as the back end um i i do mix everything everything has um about three or four db of compression um and there's a there's i have kind of like a little secret uh, eq curves that each one specific to each person's voice that i put on and if we ever have any weird interference or anything, I use the um, Isotope RX uh, audio repair suite. Uh, it's especially the voice noise reducer is like incredible. Um that's dude, just, are we
0: in good hands? I'm, or just, what? Yeah, right. I'm just picturing the person skipping ahead, skipping ahead, <laughs> yeah, and they're yeah. like he's still talking, <laughs> skipping ahead, skipping ahead. That's pretty much the whole thing. That's great. That's I'm, how it works. I love that you that's got that question. Awesome. Honestly. Uh, and Zachary, uh, maybe you're thinking about doing a podcast. That'd be cool. Let us let us know if you do. Sure. Um, Molly, this is our last question. And and she wrote, Well, damn, I missed my chance because I was watching stupid primary stuff. If you get this. We did nice. I would like to think, uh, I would like to think of what you think of music being the universal language, even with cryptids. For a long time, I've wanted to get a chamber choir and go out in the middle of nowhere in the woods and sing one of those goosebump inducing (laughs) songs. I bet all kinds of animals will come and listen, including Bigfoot. I have rescue farm animals, and they love music. They come to it and listen. I think it is the same with all animals. Thoughts?
4: Agreed. 100%. Uh, Please do that.
0: That would be awesome. That's a great question and something I had not thought of. I mean, I know that... animals definitely enjoy music uh but i love the idea of taking like a gregorian chant that's so cool. choir and going out into the woods and plus it would just be a lovely experience expedition yeah. bigfoot season two yeah try it out yeah. i want to see you do some freaky shit <laughs> yeah um that's great yeah uh molly uh, i mean i hadn't really thought about that before but that makes a lot of sense
4: I especially ambient music i would say too like like popular music like pop music and like rock and roll and hip-hop and all that stuff maybe it's less universal because it's more cultural specific but yeah. ambient so ambient music is amazing i'm obsessed with this It's powerful and beautiful and it really i think animals connect to it plants connect to it people connect to it please go find bigfoot with a choir that's amazing Fuck. i love yeah. that my,
0: my mind is reeling i love that yeah and of course i have visions of like close encounters the whole thing of musing <laughs> tones to communicate yeah. right you know between aliens and humans makes so much sense mm-hmm. um,
4: I mean, it's that Tesla quote you like so much, right?
0: Yeah. If,
3: the, if you want to know the secrets to the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration.
0: Yeah, that's um, nice music, baby. And speaking of energy, frequency, and vibrations, boy, oh boy, do we get a lot of it from you guys. What, what a, well, this was a fun episode. Fuck, yeah, I hope yeah, you guys enjoyed it. this. Thanks um, for the questions. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And all the comments, which were lovely. I learned a lot about no, myself let's and let's you see, guys. Yeah. Same, same. Um, all right, guys. Well, there that concludes a big, a chunky episode for you. Um, will uh, yeah, I think we mentioned, oh, we haven't, that hasn't dropped yet. But, uh, for those of you asking about doing a book club every now and then i think that we'll have something to talk announce soon so we've heard that request it's one of the big ones we get they want more l files episodes and uh we have readers who want to talk about books that we read and books that we're reading and maybe do a little book club here on the thing so your requests have been heard all right guys uh until next time here on the other side i remain michael mcmillan Bryce Johnson, Riley Bray. We love you guys. Thank you for supporting the show. Thanks for hanging in there. And kisses. Yeah, i give out some kisses. Mwah. 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 Mwah.
1: And I'm Kimberly Trung, and we are the host of Crush Fictionally, a podcast all about your favorite fictional characters from movies, TV shows, and more. Each episode, we pick a theme, curate a list of characters that we love, why we love them, and some fun facts about the people who created them. So if you've ever felt a true connection with a fictional character, tune in to Crush Fictionally on Campfire Media. Or wherever you find your podcast.
0: Campfire.